welcome back to another episode of the Hot Cocoa Podcast. You're here with me, Emma. And me, Gabby. Ah, mm. my throat. That doesn't oh, no. sound like me, does it? No, you do sound different. What? Are what's you a little congested? I think maybe. Wow, okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Jinx. Okay, well, I think it'll... Oh, I think it went away. Yeah, you sound, you sound good. Huh. All right, well, welcome back, guys. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming. <laughs> And we're immediately off track. What else yes. is new? Um, before we dive into this episode, which we're very excited about today, but yeah. um, do we have any life updates? Anything new and noteworthy? Um, yeah, I think that you have a life update. I think I shared this already. We didn't post that episode, Emma. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay, guys. So <laughs> last week we recorded an episode, but it was a little too close to home for Emma's life update. So we decided not to post it. Just didn't really pan out. I forgot about you that. Know. Yeah. So guys, yesterday, so lately we've been recording Tuesday mornings for context. Yeah. So yesterday or last week, it was Tuesday morning. Um, and at the time, Peralta, the person I was seen spoiler alert was had spent the night and um it was like morning time we were hanging out um getting ready to do the podcast and then she did in fact break up with me that morning so that was pretty sad I'm gonna be honest um I've been pretty feeling I've been feeling pretty off this week um but yes then Gabby and I attempted to record a podcast episode pretty shortly after that and um I just sounded really depressed in the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like about relationships or something. And I was like, this is too much. No, we tried. Okay. So this is like the, the problem. Oh guys, yeah. Is that most of the time now, every week we just think like, Oh, what's the theme of our lives this week? Yeah. And like, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And that's pretty reliable because every week is different. You yeah. Know? We There's always have a lot going on. Arching theme. Yeah. And, uh, the problem is that like, Last week, the overarching theme was, like, your breakup yeah. and, like, the kind of, like, ups and downs that you and her had been having and whatnot, and we were going to do an episode relating to that. Yeah. But then, once the breakup actually happened and everything, that was, like, too real. Like it you, was too real. You can't real. talk about, like, that, like, right after it happens. No. You're just, like, really sad, and you're like, this is too much. It was a lot. So, we tried to do an episode about... I don't even know. I like think we said ending, we were like just going to start recording. Oh, yeah. In August, we were going to talk about... We ended up just talking about random stuff for a while. And we kept having to pause because I was feeling really sad. Yeah. And then we were like, you know what? Let's just scrap no, this I think week. we only made it to about half an hour. And then we were like, you know, better not. Better <laughs> not. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. I am single. I would say I'm not quite ready to mingle. Um, I am. Yeah. I do have a couple dates booked for next week. A couple. I have two. <laughs> oh, who's the other one? I only know about one. Um, the one that longboards that was talking to me about that. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know. They seem kind of like the same person in different fonts. Okay. So I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. But I don't know if I'm super emotionally ready yet. I'm hoping with another week I'll be ready. Um. But yeah, guys, yeah, it's well, just it's nice uh, to have some kind of like grounding, like checkpoint. Like, it is nice you, to have a checkpoint. If you point. get to next week and you're like, well, this is really not what I want to do. Then you just cancel the dates or reschedule or exactly. whatever. Exactly. So, um, yeah. but yeah, something that I found very difficult about moving on from this particular 
I'm calling it a breakup. We were never official guys, but you know how it goes. When you're emotionally well, she invested. she had to have a conversation with you about ending it. So Yeah, and we were breakup. we had had conversations about being exclusive. Yeah. So I would deem it a breakup. But what's so hard about this is I've discovered that when I first got onto dating apps and I like switched from being straight to gay, um, mm-hmm. I felt like the world was my oyster. I'm like so used to dating men that there's just infinite options, especially in <laughs> Toronto, that I was like, okay, this is great. And I was swiping. All these people were new. I'd never seen them before. And then I met Peralta and whatever. I was done. Mm-hmm. And now getting back on them, I keep running out of people in my location I'm up to 200 kilometers away which is like the entire fucking country of Canada I think I don't know no I don't know but it's a pretty big circumference probably like to like bury oh my god that's so far still though and I'm still I've run out of people and I was telling Gabby I think there's 30 girls that I've liked who I would actually go on a date with and only like six of them have liked me back and only like three of them have replied to messages and only fierce competition it's so hard and no one like dresses cool like I feel bad for saying that but there's like two girls on tinder who actually like have cool style I don't know if this is just if I'm at the wrong place yeah but then it makes it harder to move on because I'm like wow there's literally 10 girls that are maybe interested me Mm. in a dating range and I don't really like any of their style like it's pretty basic and then the last girl I was dating actually had like cool style and is like somewhat accessible location so yeah whatever it just makes it a little more annoying to move on when there's less options out there if you're in the gay dating pool in Toronto maybe like is there anywhere that Emma should be looking that she's not looking yeah can someone please help me like where do I find like a cool alt gay girl that's like pretty emotionally stable I really feel like they're out there yeah okay and another interesting thing about girls bios on tinder that's different from guys that I found is that girls I would say probably 80% of their bios expose at least one toxic trait they have oh and I feel like girls don't even know that they're doing this shit but it's like not okay like I want to find like a good example now. Yeah, tell me an example because I'm not following. Okay, like so many girls, it'll be like, um, LOL, like, um, not looking for anything serious, haha. Um, none of us are really over our ex, right? Or it's like, um, oh, or it's like. I don't know. There's just like constant things that's like clearly toxic or like a super negative thing to say. Like, oh my God, like, please like don't like me if you're X, Y, Z or whatever. Like, I feel like girls Mm. are so much like shadier, whereas guys in their bios are just like, oh, well, I like the office. And then that's like (laughs) it. Right. So I guess the good thing is that it's easier to weed people out who I know like aren't like emotionally mature because they're like, think yeah, that's, that's funny. True. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's annoying because I'm like, God damn it. There's like no girls out there that I want to date. It's well, annoying. You know, Where are you? Find Tinder me. isn't the whole world. I know, you know. But have faith that you'll find someone cool and interesting. Thanks, guys. So, yeah, if you're gay and live in Toronto or the, the GTA, I'm feeling pretty loose about the general location. Or um, if you have like a gay cousin or something, yeah, that they might know. <laughs> Everyone has a gay cousin. Like you know, like if you don't have a gay cousin, you are the gay cousin. I stand by that. <laughs>
I don't think I have a gay cousin. You're my gay cousin. <laughs> I'm your gay cousin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if I told you guys this on the podcast, but that's how I came out to my aunt and my cousins. I made a TikTok <laughs> that said, um, like, women who've been playing straight roles but are actually gay in real life. And then it was, like, me playing the straight cousin for the last 22 uh. years or something. So, yeah. Wow. There's nothing like coming out creative. with a TikTok. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. And I didn't caption it anything. Yeah. It was pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that on was that your note. life update. Yeah. Is, uh, you're back on the dating scene. Yeah. Um, and you're looking for con- contenders. Yes. Or contestants. <laughs> yes. Um, I was trying to think. I don't think that I have any life updates, guys. My life's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Like week to week, you know. That's so beautiful. Just along. I think Coco might be a little bit sick. He's a little under the weather. Um, keep Coco in your thoughts. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a little freaked out because my, everyone's telling me, like, now that he's old, like, anything could just, like, take him out. Yeah, people have been very, like, not, like, they've been very passive aggressive, I find. Yeah, I would dare say aggressive. Yeah. Just, like... Everyone's like, get ready for him to die. Every minute you have with him, because now that he's 14, you never know. Uh, One day he could be fine. The next day he could be dead. And people are like sharing anecdotes. They're like, yeah, my dog was fine. And then the next day he was dead. And and we're like, stop doing that. Guys, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Let us live blissfully unaware and deal with those emotions when we need to. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> but anyways, pray for him. Yeah, basically, he's had a bit of a cough. Mm-hmm. God knows he might have coronavirus. Honestly, though, I have heard about dogs getting it, and he kind of, you know, generally has the symptoms as in he's wheezing and coughing a lot. <laughs> so you never know. Um, anyway, we're, I'm taking him to the vet later this week. Maybe he'll get a nasal swab. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Pray for him. <laughs> Poor Bucko. Um, and my other life update is that I think like. With every passing week, Cooper loves me a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, he Lately, actually loves he's been, you. like, cuddling me without me having to pet him. Like, he'll so, just lay there. Yeah, like, I don't have to physically restrain him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what's so funny is that Cooper was my mom's cat for, like, I would say just over six months or around six months. Yeah. And in that time, he never laid on anyone once. Like, we couldn't get him to lay on a person. Mm -hmm. He comes to Toronto. Gabby, every single day, just picks him up and puts him (laughs) on her and, like, shoves a blanket over him and shoves him down into her hoodie. And eventually, he just accepts it. And now he really likes being on her. So, Gabby's bullying techniques really vibe with him. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is about animals. Like, okay, so this is... Like, every friend and or boyfriend I've ever had is always, like, why does my animal love you? Mm-hmm. Like, they're always, like, my animal is, like, antisocial. My animal is, doesn't like to be pet. And then my it's, like, oh, whatever. you, Gabby. And then my approach is just, like, I'm in their face. Like, just like I'm in Cooper's face. Yeah, you I'm just like, bully them. I want to hang out with you. I want to love you. I want to give you pets and treats. And Yeah, so, like, for me, mm-hmm. when, like, I love Cooper, but, like, when he's taking a nap somewhere, I'm like, ah, oh, he's taking a nap. If he comes and hangs out near me I'll pick him up but Gabby goes she sees he's sleeping and she's like 
nope. And she picks him up. She's like, wake up and then puts him on her. And she's <laughs> and like, like, you can sleep on me now. Yeah. And then oftentimes he's like, God damn it. I guess I'll just sleep on you. <laughs> they give in like animals really have a short memory. They don't yeah. remember <laughs> that they were just peacefully sleeping. Now all they know is they're peacefully sleeping on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. so powerful. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Anyway, I remember specifically like all of my boyfriend's dogs, they all had dogs like in their yeah. families. And for some reason, you know what I think it is? Because I've only prior to like my current boyfriend, I've only dated guys that come from families of all boys, uh, like all boys, not wait, just that's true. a boy, but like four Multiple boys. boys. Yeah. <laughs> and um, which is a nightmare. I like I swear to God, if I ever have a household of all boys, I don't know what I'll do. Oh, my God. The emotional maturity in the house is just like beyond yeah. low. No. <laughs> anyway so um they just like weren't really into giving their dogs very much affection and like everyone in their house is always really busy so I think the dogs just kind of like did their dog thing like they hung out with each other yeah and uh whatever so then all their dogs would always like be so obsessed with me and I loved that that's like why I dated them for so long yeah. because I just felt so special every time I went to their house and their dog would come running it's like and oh like my god she my pets me sometimes and cuddle me and I'm like guys it's really not that hard just give it some attention just and be nice love you to too. it <laughs> so funny and sad yeah so I don't know that's my approach to animals obviously guys be safe you know read up on some like animal aggression things yeah don't like there are ways that you should approach a new animal like i don't just grab animals yeah she worked at the spca she yeah. has her techniques yeah i do i know a little bit about yeah that, so well um on that exciting note yeah <laughs> why don't we dive into today's episode yes yeah, so what are we talking it. about today gabby um today we're talking about pda <laughs> and this has been a theme because of I'm obviously dating people and also we had an interesting experience at the park the other day which really solidified this theme I don't know if Emma remembers that she just gave me a weird look no I have no memory okay so Emma and I biked to Trinity Bellwoods Park on Sunday morning (laughs) ew 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 I hated this so much tell them (laughs) so yeah I'll tell you I'm telling you now so we biked to Trinity Bellwoods to just have a coffee and sit in the park in the morning and so we're chilling there in our little social distancing circle that was drawn on the ground for us. Mm-hmm. And this whole time, like as soon as we entered the area, I was like locked into this couple. Yeah, you were very aware of that. Because the, my favorite thing to do is just people watch and eavesdrop on other people's conversations. Mm-hmm. And I was actually surprised that Emma was down for spying on these people because usually she really doesn't like it when I do that. Well, okay. She's very triggered. I do like spying on people, but Gabby's mm-hmm. usually just not low key. But I think since you were facing them Mm. it was more low-key but a lot of the time if I say oh my god like don't look but like the girl over there's crying she'll be like where and then she'll turn her head she'll be like you make me sound like I'm like a ridiculous person (laughs) that I'm like pointing and like laughing but I think that you're just like it's only okay to look out of my peripheral vision and I just turn my head to look at them (laughs) I'm like, stop it. But anyways, Gabby was sitting facing these people and my back was to them. Yes. And these people were sitting. Let me try to illustrate this. So, you know, when you sit on your knees, almost like, um, like you're kneeling. Yeah. So you're, you're kneeling and then you're sitting all the way down. Like you're about to go into child's pose. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So then 
they're facing each other and the tops of their knees are touching. Mm -hmm. So I really hope that you can just like envision in your mind what this looks like. You're sitting across from someone. You're both kneeling and your knees are touching. So you're very close. Like that you're should so never close. happen. I've never sat like that with a person yeah. in my life. And um, just to give a little bit more of an idea of like the space that they were in, they had a towel laid down, but it was like a bath towel. So it was a long rectangle. Mm -hmm. So And they're both kneeling in the rectangle angle yeah. facing each other so yeah. like they are confined they're not on like a big picnic blanket like no. they are like this is our space yeah and we are sharing it together and honestly like they were just like staring into each other's eyes yeah, for a and long you could time tell that they were like saying stuff but it looked like they were just like i don't even know like in a different dimension they were in a different dimension yeah. and yeah. Emma made the comment. She was like, this is like emotional PDA. Like, this is ridiculous. You cannot oh, yeah. do this in public. <laughs> like some real shit was happening. I feel like they cried at one point. Like, there was just like a lot. At one point, the guy <laughs> lifted up his shirt and she was kissing his stomach. Yeah, I that don't felt know what a little was going too on real there. PDA. Another time, he went into upward facing dog oh, with yeah. his hands on her knee. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. And he was there for and a he while. There for a long time. They like kissed a little bit. Like it was crazy. Yeah, I don't know what they, they were, were doing. They were like on a trip of some sort. But yeah. And you know when okay. Like I love people who are really genuine and like spiritual and you kind of get like vibes from them. Yeah. But like I sometimes they the take vibes. it like too far. Yeah. And you know when you can just tell that they're that kind of person yeah. where you're like what planet are you on right now? Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's how I felt about both of these people. I was like, what What are you doing? Like, I agree. I would like to know. Uh-huh. I, I agree. Would like to know. Because so. some weird stuff was happening over there. Yeah. Like, I'm not really pro-emotional PDA. Like, what would you define as emotional PDA? Like, Okay. I actually have some strong opinions. Okay. I think emotional PDA is anything where it feels like I shouldn't be here right now. Yeah. And not like, oh, they're just making out and that's kind of uncomfy. Like, I would say people that are fighting in yeah. public, even like bickering, but like very uncomfortably. Yeah. Um, yeah. People that are like having a deep romantic moment in like a very public space. Yeah. I think that that's a little bit funky, but I've definitely done both of those things. So... Yeah, fighting in public is problematic because sometimes you're like, I just can't, you know, I'm... Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever do it again, but I feel like it was toxic that. people that brought it out. Yeah, I definitely... I used to fight in public a lot. I'm not proud of that. Me too. I've definitely been like screaming and crying on the side of the road. Yeah. Having a meltdown, making my boyfriend hold my shoes while yeah. he stands there. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck to do right now. Yeah, oh my God, literally. So that's great. I will not be doing that in the future. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> thrilling <laughs> thrilling but yeah funny. so the whole emotional pda thing and then the combination of i think we've both had very mixed experiences with pda yeah and we have some opinions about it and we wanted to talk about it today yeah yeah so i guess we'll kind of go like take it back now y'all and um just to like, I don't the dawn of time as always, like yeah, where where we came from, where we came from. <laughs> so yeah, let's take it back now, y'all. Gabby, before you were in a serious relationship mm. for the first time, mm -hmm. what was your experience with PDA? Well, I don't know. Okay, like I I think we've talked about it a few times, like on the podcast. Uh, I guess I came from a household that like normalized PDA mm -hmm. because. I don't know. I guess my parents are like, um, 
They're the kind of parents who like still love each other. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. That is so rare. The fucking yeah, privilege you have. I guess it's true. A lot of my friends' parents that are still together, like they're more they're, like partners, like co-parents. Yeah, they just kind of hang out, or like you never really see them kiss or like do anything. Yeah. So yeah, I guess my I was like used to seeing my parents kiss and hug and cuddle and like whatever be kind of like flirty with each other yeah I actually have this like distinct memory I kind of like hope that my mom is listening because I think maybe this will scar her a little bit it's (laughs) kind of funny so I always remember like when I was a kid you know when you're a kid and you your parents don't want you to hear you something so they put their hands over their ears while they like say something to their friend yeah so I have this distinct memory of being like at my friend's house where like I was friends with the kids my parents were friends with the parents so yeah. we were over for dinner or something and I was hanging out with the parents because mm-hmm. that was mostly what I would do is like crash the parents party Me um anyway so I was like sitting there and I remember it had just been like my dad's birthday and one of the parents was like oh like Terry like did you give Juan anything for his birthday like what do you guys do And I think that, like, we hadn't celebrated yet. Like, we were going to celebrate later. And so Mm -hmm. there was something along the lines of, like, no, like, we haven't really done anything yet. And then one of the other parents, or someone, I don't know if it was one of my parents or one of the other people, was like, oh, like, a little something-something, though. (laughs) And then someone put their hands over my ears and Uh said something. (laughs) And I was like, at the time no idea what was going on but I remember this phrase a little something something being like a, a theme in my life where I would hear people say this and I didn't know what it meant <laughs> and then at some point Ew. when I got older I was like they were talking about sex <laughs> and I was like oh my god disgusting people talking Ew. about sex around their child <laughs> giving someone birthday sex that's disgusting <laughs> so yeah I remember that <laughs> shout out to Terry <laughs> yeah who knows you're the coolest mom i know i bet she's gonna call me later and be like that is not what happened (laughs) oh my god my mom does that every single time i ever mention her she's like that's not right and you know what it's my experience yeah and i'm like even if that's not what happened that's the memory that's burned into my head so something happened to burn that memory in (laughs) i'm like even if the phrasing was different it was equally as traumatic (laughs) yes um so basically gabby's parents loved each other and so she has (laughs) i would say you both have a very positive experience with PDA and mm-hmm. also a very skewed worldview of PDA. I'd say it's becoming less so over time, but I feel like... I'm going to still argue this with you. Yeah. you bring it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think Emma has this idea of me that I used to be super, super pda because of one experience that she had with me, <laughs> which I disagree i disagree no i feel like there's multiple okay (laughs) but it's fine what is is, are you gonna tell it though yeah Yeah. i will tell i will tell my experience okay wait no take it back now y'all we'll talk about this after okay okay let's focus we'll come back to that so pre-grade 11 gabby when did you start doing pda Oh, okay. So what was your PDA? What was, what would you define PDA as in grade school? Okay. Like definitely. I think this wasn't only at home for me though. Like all of my friends were like very like touchy feely. Yeah. And I think that was probably because we had a very small like girls and guys friend group. And Mm -hmm. so we, we were always hanging out together and like, yeah, I guess like 
in our group, I don't know. Everyone was very close. Yeah. I think this was like in other groups who probably were like, people like each other and people are dating. So they're like, Oh, like you guys hug or you sit with them or you like sit on their lap or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get in trouble a lot. Not just me, like my friends too, for being like too touchy with the boys or something. Like we would be like sitting on their laps at recess and it would be like, don't do that. Like whatever respectable young women don't do that. And, (laughs) I mean, I agree. I think that's inappropriate for grade sevens to be sitting on boys' laps. Yeah. But um, at the time, I was like, no. You're like, whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, I guess like it, it just never even crossed my mind that, like, it was weird or not. Because I was doing it and my friends yeah. were doing it. And that was just kind of the standard that's procedure. So yeah. Um, I feel like, okay, I never did any PDA. I mean, in hindsight... I didn't yes. want to, <laughs> but, you um, were the but gay. what I'm wondering now is how much our experience in grade school was different. Like if my friend groups were so much less PDA or if I was just oblivious to it. You were just it. oblivious to it. I think maybe because I was always like jealous of my friends. I'm like, wait, he hugged her. Yeah. Why didn't, why didn't he want to hug me? Like whatever. Like it was something that was always like on my mind of like, yeah you know what are other people doing like do boys like me too but I like that guy why did he hug her I want to I want to love him or whatever yeah that was never really a prominent thing for me I do think though in middle school definitely there was more pressure I feel like I felt like I I needed to do the bare minimum I needed to do something so that people weren't like oh my god that's the innocent pure friend Mm. because that's kind of like the label I had kind of gotten for a while yeah and I think like a part of me was like, okay, like I don't want to be the innocent pure friend. I don't want anyone to think I'm a lesbian because I had like people be like, oh my God, she's a lesbian. She doesn't like anyone. I'm like, yes, I am. But no, not yet. <laughs> not till I'm 22, bitch. So, oh um, but like the extent was in, I would say from grade nine to grade 12, there were like two or three boys that I held hands with a couple times, mm-hmm. just like walking through my neighborhood. But really that was it. And then I made out with one guy, but like never in front of my friends, like only in private in his bedroom, like a couple times. Like, yeah. So I was like very like no PDA. And I think in middle school, the difference was I felt more pressure to like conform, I think, and like mm. do a little bit. I'd like, I dated a guy because my friends told me to date him, like whatever. Yeah. Whereas in high school, like my high school had like what, 4,000 people for three grades like there are so many kids that uh, I was able to kind of float through different friend groups and I feel like I ended no up with really a friend group it. who were like these nerdy like super nerdy guys we sat in the computer lab every day for lunch for like two years <laughs> and then like me and my girlfriends would hang mm-hmm. out with them every day and we were like thought it was so fun and like there was no pressure to like because you were like, we're just friends. We like, were, we're just friends. Gonna, like, and then my best friend dated one of the guys. And so they kind of PDA'd. But then everyone else was just vibing. And so I think that that was nice. And for me, I guess I'm also like a touchy-feely person. So like with guys, I would jokingly like hug them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I would do that. But I would have never thought of it as PDA because I never had like a sexual connotation to it. It was just like dicking Yeah, around. well, I think that honestly, like prior to the last like couple of months maybe honestly I hadn't really scrutinized my feelings about PDA that much yeah like until it kind of came onto your radar with like your last yeah shindig yeah like a little bit with mine too yeah um so I don't know like I don't even know if you would call that PDA unless you were like explicitly uncomfortable with it where you're like no like 
you shouldn't hug you shouldn't be holding hands like yeah this is an right? inappropriate place like school is not the place to be doing that yeah I but I feel like I guess technically if, if that's not how you feel then it yeah is PDA? I don't know I don't know interesting I guess that PDA is kind of what other people's perception is because it's public display it's like that's actually true like what something does the public might feel like PDA to you but like not to other people yeah um so my other question in regards to this topic was like what is the difference between like pda and like uh physical touch as like a love language right because it's like Mm -hmm. you know how much of it is just like built into how you function with your partner versus like is people being like an Mm -hmm. exhibitionist being like oh Mm -hmm. I really like doing things in public because it's like now I'm not saying like having sex in public I just mean like it's like fun for them for another reason besides just touching you know what I feel very strongly about this because I feel like we can maybe get into it more later but every single person I've dated has been very weird about PDA and I think for them it's because it feels like why do you want to show other people us being affectionate whereas yeah. for me it's like no this is my love language like I don't want to make out with you but I always want to be like touching you to some extent mm-hmm. whether it's holding hands our knees are touching something yeah and so I think that that is often like a weird line that gets miscommunicated for mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah. yeah yeah and I think that like um I mean I know we'll get into this later on more so but mm-hmm. just as like a precursor because I think it relates to what I was saying is that you made the point that a lot of people begin a relationship maybe being more touchy yeah, in public and just all the time. And then it's like after the honeymoon phase wears yeah. off, that, that totally goes away. So like yeah. PDA just isn't a factor for them. They're like, no, that was because I was obsessed with you before. Yeah, now right. It's like I called over. it PDA catfishing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm like, I thought that was your love language, but yeah. I guess it's actually not at all. It's but not. it's still my love language eventually. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about your, your like, formative years? Um, <laughs> oh, the only other thing I would like to say is that I think the farther away I get from actually coming out and the more I can reflect about it, Yeah, I feel like for me, like, when girls were like, oh, my God, like, come sit on my lap or whatever, and, like, that felt like PDA. And I was very uncomfortable. I was like, no, like that's PDA. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Which makes sense in hindsight. But I think I do know what that feels like to be like uncomfortable with PDA too. So I feel like I understand both ends of it. Yeah. But is that because at the time you were like, I don't want people to think that I'm doing this for a different reason. Like Um, you were insecure about it or you genuinely didn't want to have any kind of like. No, it was genuinely just very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Because now you're like, so. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, like a combination of like, um, okay, I've actually seen like a lot of memes about it. Maybe once we do like a gay episode one day, I'll go into it more. But Mm -hmm. a lot of girls talk about like how in like that, like, yeah, like grade seven to 12 era, when like a girl that comes and sits on your lap or something, it's the combination of not wanting people to think you're gay. So that's like already a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then also the fact that that person is probably straight and doesn't know you're feeling that way makes you feel like predatorial and creepy. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh my God, this person doesn't know I'm into it. Oh my God. That's so creepy of me. Like I can't believe Mm -hmm. it, you know? And so I feel like there was a lot of like societal baggage that kind of comes with it. Yeah. But I think that kind of went away when I, started dating guys and I was just like I didn't really care yeah and then I kind of just decided to carry forward that same energy true yeah true true yeah 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 okay 
yeah so our next segment is kind of like i guess not exactly only dating people who hate pda but like dating people and the different pda styles that come with it yeah the different pda styles we've observed and how we felt about them yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so gabby what was your first boyfriend's pda levels like um my first boyfriend's pda levels i would say were like pretty high yeah yeah i would say very high he was always down to pda yeah like i just think that honestly i didn't really think about it that much because this guy okay also i think that emma and i decided today that we're gonna use nicknames for all of our like old boyfriends because we always forget to and then things just get confusing when we tell a story yeah so from here on out we're gonna refer to my high school boyfriend as Sports. sports because he loved sports he guys. loves sports and i think that's an accurate depiction of his energy sports sports <laughs> for the boys um, yeah for the boys Ugh. um okay yeah so sports definitely i think he was like a pro pda kind of person but like i said we were in high school we had like grown up in this environment where yeah like every time like okay so let me draw a picture Paint for you. A picture. Yeah. We had like a student lounge in our school. And so this lounge was like reserved for high school students. And even at that, like a specific batch of high school students. So um, if you were a couple, like everyone knew that you kind of like were like a part of the couple circle in this lounge. And so there was like kind of all these lounge chairs and couples would like sit in the chairs together and so it wasn't like just me and my boyfriend it was, it was just like, like industry once standard you became one of the like um established couples you were like initiated into this like couple circle which sounds like way more convoluted than it actually was like yeah. there was no whatever like it was just kind of unspoken like couples sat together in the lounge yeah you were always touching like if you weren't sitting together people were like where's your boyfriend like what, what is he doing why Do you hate him why is sports not here like what, yeah yeah you know like you you just kind of like became the couple and then yeah. that was like your identity at yeah school. so I don't know like for that reason like it was pretty standard and with him too I used to get in trouble sometimes like not just me like everyone like um at that point I was like older like grade 11 grade 12 mm-hmm. and so if they're like kindergarten classes walking by the teacher would be like, you are not setting a good example, like Mm -hmm. sitting on his lap or like, you're like kindergartners don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I was just pretty standard. Yeah. Standard procedure with him. I know that one time at my house, my mom was like, your dad is uncomfortable with how much you're cuddling sports and like, yeah, it's not cozy to be around you guys. And I was like, Oh, sorry. I would like to say, That is also not with your new boyfriend, but that was Uh also very much mine. And I think quite a few other people's experience with you and PDA. It's Uh not like you're making out with them in public all the time. Yeah. But you're very like, um, I think maybe also because I've had such an opposite experience where most of my relationships, they're like, um, when we're with friends, we're friends. Like, and we can be a little bit touchy feeling if we're drunk, maybe a little more, but like we're sitting like, and we're trying to make everyone not feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Whereas that was never something that crossed your mind. And I think that maybe now it's (laughs) changed, but in the past it was definitely like, if there was a group of like, even if it was like me, you and like a boyfriend, you Uh guys would be like cuddling and like on top of each other and whispering each other's ears. And I was like, yeah, just there. And I think that's how a lot of people felt. I think also, 
a lot of people. Who else is saying this? <laughs> not about a lot me? of people. Not a lot of people. But <laughs> I think that like um, definitely when I've dated other people in the past who are uncomfortable with PDA. Oh yeah. They've also been like, oh, like. Yeah. Well, okay. I think there's two things with that. A, I'm pretty unapologetic about PDA yeah. because I'm like, I don't think I'm doing anything disgusting. I'm not. And that's like, the thing. You never do here, anything like, gross. Touching inappropriate things yeah. or being like, get a room. You're guy. not sitting on your knees, knee to knee like those yeah. people. <laughs> Ew. Um, but also, PDA. I think that like with my other boyfriend, um, my middle one. Yeah. I mean, I was always around. Yeah, so. I think you hung out with us like couple time yeah. more more often than you do with like my current boyfriend yeah, at all I would like agree. we kind of cross paths and we'll like hang out in the kitchen but like you used to like watch movies with us and yeah, like hang true. out and whatnot and and so I feel like you were just around a lot I was more around and I was like more well if I want to cuddle him I'm gonna have to cuddle him in front of yeah Emma, so yeah <laughs> well that's that on that yeah but that's funny that you your dad was like can you not cuddle in front of me <laughs> yeah it's so um, funny I think since I didn't date anyone in high school too like I never dated anyone in front of my parents and I think we've yeah. talked about that before how it's just like so different yeah it is so different. like now if I'm ever dating someone and I'm in front of my family it's like someone I'm bringing home to them like across the country yeah. so it's like a big deal yeah so it's like a whole different ball game well I think it was also probably like I was in high school and my boyfriend or my not my boyfriend my dad had never like seen me like interact with boys yeah. like he's like that what would is be this? so weird like, this is not my this daughter not my child. you know so I think it was probably just a bit of an adjustment like I don't think that I act differently around them with my boyfriends now yeah like it's just now they're home, like oh this is Gabby. now they're like oh that's like normal and I think now I'm more of an adult too they're not like yeah it's not oh, like a child my pure 16 year old daughter like they were like married at your age you're like it's fine <laughs> yeah so I don't know that yeah. was kind of like my experience in that high was your school. first one and then what was your second boyfriend any different with PDA or was it kind of the same um, I actually would say that he was different. I think I would kind of agree with you on the front of like, uh, honeymoon phase was mm -hmm. like one thing and then it kind of like faded more. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that he, he had anything against it, but I was probably more of like the instigator. Yeah. It just um, wasn't like as high on his like love language. You know, what was weird about him is that like, um, uh, okay. So this is kind of my feelings towards PDA. Like, I feel like I like a surface level amount of sustained like physical affection. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. You know? You like, know what? I agree with that. Like how I said, like just always be like physically touching. Like yeah. you don't have to be like on top of each other in front of your friends. Yeah. But yeah. Like always be like near each other. Like. Yeah. Like I just want to like be in contact with you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that. But then. Yeah. Like my phone. I need my phone in yeah. one hand and you in the other. And that's that. <laughs> yeah. So. And I think for me. I've noticed that if that falls out of sync, mm -hmm. I like genuinely become less attracted to the person. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I like need that like contact to be like keeping my like attraction levels up, which sounds kind of silly, but I think this is why I didn't think that physical touch was like a love language of mine because once I, when I like learned about been, like, love languages, <laughs> I just thought that that was like sex like just having sex with someone yeah and so it was like oh like no I mean like sex isn't my top priority yeah like at all times so like <laughs> like and I feel like I could go like lengths of time without having sex or something I'm like no nah, whatever yeah not really it's not like a huge thing but then what I realized is that like I think I felt that way because um 
my like day to day physical love language wasn't being fulfilled and therefore I wasn't prioritizing sex because I wasn't yeah. like super attracted to them. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's true. It's yeah. like a domino effect. Yeah. Whereas like my ex, I feel like he wasn't he was the opposite. Like he could always be like down for sex, but like also like wouldn't touch me for like and by touch, yeah. I just mean, like, holding hands, like, hugging, like, yeah. simple things for, like, days, Yeah, you know? like, it's nice when the other person initiates that stuff, like. Yeah, yeah, so I think what I found out is that physical touch is a love language of mine, but yeah. In a physical touch doesn't way. have to mean, like, boning. Yeah, it's literally just physically touching someone. Yeah, <laughs> It yeah. is nice. Yeah. So, I don't know, guys, maybe consider that if you've, like, dismissed the, uh physical touch love language like i do too. yes um yeah anyway I would we say, haven't talked about you at all yeah <laughs> me time so i've nicknamed my first boyfriend because now things are getting confusing now that there's a few like substantial people i want to talk about yeah so my first boyfriend his name is apple it's a fun mm-hmm. play on words if you know you know um but if not <laughs> his nickname is apple for all intents and purposes So he was like very PDA during the honeymoon phase. And Mm -hmm. I think I really thrived with that because, well, I think I like PDA with guys for two reasons. And I think one was like, because touch is my love language and that's how like I Mm -hmm. communicate with people a lot of the time. But I feel like the other reason is definitely like, um, just like feeling like I fit in feeling like I was like doing the Mm -hmm. right thing and like following the right steps. And like when people saw me like, hooking up with a guy I was like oh yes they know I like to hook up with the boys yeah you know so I think there was definitely an element of that that's maybe not as prominent anymore but yeah he was super PDA like we would basically be like literally basically having sex in like the back of Ubers on the way home with like all of our friends in the Uber like we didn't care we were like hooking up all the time and then yeah it probably it faded after about like six or eight months yeah and then I was like but we were doing this and this was fun. And I remember just so distinctly, like when we used to go out to clubs with all of our friends, we'd go out like every single weekend, at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And we would always either like leave together at the end of the night, or we'd be making out in a corner somewhere. He would always be trying to like dance with me and like spin me around and stuff. Like it was always kind of like, I was like his focus. Yeah. And then like six to eight months in, like it just shifted and it was like, I was just like one of the boys. Mm. And I remember that like killed me that he was like never trying to grab me to dance anymore. He never wanted to make out. And if yeah. I tried to make out with him in public, he'd be like, stop it. Like, we're just hanging out. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, oh. And so I feel like that energy definitely like was what kind of killed that relationship, I think. Cause mm. over time I was just trying to like push him more and more. And then yeah. he was like, get away from me. You're yeah. one of the boys. Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So then I think I had a lot of weight in PDA after that. Like I felt like PDA was really important Yeah. because in my head, I'm like, oh, when you stop doing PDA, you stop like loving that person and like you respecting know, them. I actually like to a certain degree agree. Like I think yeah. obviously you can't use that as a rule, whatever. Yeah. But like, I also like think that sometimes what it is, you kind of lived with that boyfriend partially yeah and I had a similar experience where like once we were around each other 24 7 doing everything together we were just like oh you're just like my living buddy like we don't like do that anymore we're not like dating yeah I don't know that kind of like vibe of like we need to be like touching and like hanging out and like being cute it like 
subsides and then they just become like another person yeah and so I think it's kind of silly but like actually being like no like we need to set a goal of like how much we're gonna kiss today <laughs> like yeah. when you come in like we should like kiss hello like that sounds yeah. stupid but like to be it's like easy to flip to into the friend goal. zone like yeah the, but I friends think, that just like have sex and sleep in the same bed yeah like. and then I think inevitably of course they're gonna be like mm, that person is like Bleh. yeah you know like they don't they're not exciting they're not fun um so if you like tell someone you know like I feel like you don't like me if you're like not hugging me and kissing me throughout yeah. the day then like mm-hmm. you know yeah that's like important yeah um Okay, but yeah, so I went from that relationship to about a year later, I got into my second serious relationship, which was with Ireland. Yeah. And um, he was pro-PDA literally just the first date. Like, on our first date, we made out in public, like, a bunch. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he was like, okay, I need to tell you, I actually am very uncomfortable with PDA. And, like, even, like, around his friends and stuff, he, like, wouldn't want to, like, sit near me. Like, he was so uncomfortable with PDA. And I remember I finally... Sit near you? Yeah. Like, I re- like he wouldn't want, like, our legs to touch when we're sitting next to each other. Like, he was so deeply uncomfortable with it, which oh I thought goodness. was so interesting. I was like, what is your trauma, bud? Yeah. But there was, like, one night where his brother lived in the city, too. And it was his brother's birthday. And so I, like, I got to go. And I met, like, all of his childhood friends and stuff. And, like, he was like, look, I have to tell you, like, I'm not going to do PDA. And it's going to make me really uncomfortable. And, like, I just want you to know that and like respect my boundaries I was like hey for sure Mm -hmm. and then he did like hold my hand twice and he like kissed me on the cheek once and I was like oh my god and all of his friends were freaking out they're like oh my god like he's (laughs) pushing himself and like it was a big thing so it was kind of reassuring in the sense that I was like okay this isn't just a me thing this is a him thing and his friends recognize it but also I think we were just very not compatible in that way and I think going forward that probably would have become an issue had Mm. our relationship not been cut off by him being deported (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah but I have a vast I have a vastly different perspective on PDA now I would say yeah because dating women comes with different parameters I think yeah and so okay what I would say is interesting is that the last person I was seeing Peralta she had the same energy as Ireland in the sense that she was like, look, I like, we made out like our first couple dates in in public. And then she was like, look, I'm actually really anti PDA and in public hundred percent. She like stood by that. She was like, we are friends in public. And I mean, that Mm -hmm. is for more convoluted reasons, like maybe not being fully out. And like, I don't know, maybe she had like a negative experience with someone like like yelling at her or something. something. I was like, I forgot that being gay is like a thing. Um, But yeah, yeah, I don't know what other people have gone through. Like maybe I like kind of was going under the assumption that like someone had said something shitty to her in public. Mm -hmm. So I decided to just fully respect that and stay away. But she said she was the same way around her friends. Like, she was super not PDA. And then when I met her friend, she was, like, trying to cuddle me. She was holding my hand. So I realized mm. for her, PDA with, like, friends and stuff just meant, like, not making out and not making them feel, like, uncomfortable or, like, we're, like, mm. it's just us and them hanging out. Like, yeah. But I really liked that level of PDA, and I think that's kind of more my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was interesting that her and Ireland kind of prefaced with the same thing but yeah. had such different outcomes they were yeah i'm yeah. like what no one knows what pda means and it means something different to everyone you kind of just have to like yeah see what they feel no it's true um what about your newest relationship snacks 
<laughs> Snacks. What's his PDA status? Yeah. I would say that he's like pretty PDA, but like not in like a gross way. I would but agree. Just in like a very like hands-on kind of way. And it's funny because like on our first couple dates, like he was not mm-hmm. PDA at all. Like, yeah. That was like... I remember after your first couple dates with him, like you came back with like raving reviews. You were like, oh my God, I just had the most fun night of my life. Like I really like him, whatever. He's so fun. But like literally there was no PDA and I don't know if that's something that's ever going to happen. Yeah, I was like, like, I don't know. You were like, he won't even kiss me. I don't know if he likes me. I don't know if if we're just friends. Like, Well, yeah, I was just like, maybe we're not like compatible because he seems to be like very guarded. Yeah. And then... Yeah, now it's funny to me that I, like, thought that way because in the moment, or at the time, I was, like, that was my biggest concern. I was, like, oh, my God, like, I don't know if this is going to work. And turns out you guys are actually very compatible in that way. Yeah, it turns out we're actually very compatible. He's just, like, more reserved. He was more reserved in the beginning. Which is, maybe that's a sign because everyone who's not reserved at the start tends to become (laughs) reserved. So maybe find someone who's a little more timid at the start. Yeah, maybe. Who Hmm. knows? Hacks on, hacks on, hacks. (laughs) If that's the way to go. But yeah. And then I remember like on, I don't know, like a couple of dates in, um, he like said, I think we were talking about like affection styles or something. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, actually I'm like pretty, I like, I would say pretty PDA person. And sometimes it makes like people I'm dating uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was like, really? I, I remember like looking at him and being you were like, like, what? What? Like, no, I don't. Sorry. I don't believe that. Yeah. Sorry. You're yeah. like, that's my job. Yeah. And he was like, no, like I just takes me a little bit longer to like settle in with that. But yeah. like, I think, and I'm wondering if I'm remembering this correctly, but I'm pretty sure he was like, yeah, not everyone is like into that or whatever. And I was like, well, I like, like, I love that. I'm like, that's great. Like, feel free, like to be PDA. PDA. And then like, yeah, I guess to him, PDA just means just like being like overtly a couple, I think. Okay. That's what what? I like. I really like your and Andrew's dynamic. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's okay I, all you have to go do is like go to like my oh that's Instagram true <laughs> and you can figure out who you snacks is snacks <laughs> <laughs> but I really <laughs> I really like your guys's dynamic because uh-huh. I feel like he understands like he's very good at reading not only the room and the space mm-hmm. but also like you like I yeah. feel like he reads what you want and don't want very well yeah and it's not something that you have to like overtly talk about, which is nice. Yeah. Like it's nice to have someone who's in sync with you. Yeah, no, it's true. So yeah, he's just, I like, yeah, I think what I said I like about snacks. just being like, <laughs> being like a couple is what I like about PDA. Yeah. I like showing to other people. I'm like, we're together and we like each other. And we are happy. <laughs> you know, like I'm it's not. It's true. Yeah. I love that shit too. Yeah. I agree. You don't so. have to be like gross, but it's nice to be like. Yeah. I like you. You like me. Yeah. And I like when you're, especially in a group setting, when Mm -hmm. you're like reminded that you have a buddy. Yeah. You're like, this is my buddy. (laughs) Literally. And it's, yeah, when it's not like we're making out right now, but it's like, they're like, oh, hey, like they put their arm over your shoulder and you're like, yeah, I forgot you love me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Literally we're like, yeah. So I don't know. No, I agree with that. um, For us, that's compatible. Yeah. And that's been a good experience. And also, you know what I think it is too? It's like, like I was saying about my love language earlier, I didn't really know before where I fell with like physical touch love language. Yeah. But I figured that out before I started seeing him. And so then I was able to like tell him 
hey, this like, is this is what important like. to me and yeah. this is what I like. Yeah. And um, so then I think also, like, it, that happened to align with his pre-existing feelings. And so then you're already on the same page. Yeah. And so, you're not trying to be anything else. Yeah. I think it's just been a good experience for that reason. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy with my current level of PDA. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know psa pda does not have to be disgusting yeah pda doesn't have to be disgusting mm-hmm. and it's it's much better when it's not it's just like yeah. a little pda light yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god um, um so how important do you think that pda is to you given your previous experience yeah i would i would say it's more important than i thought it was mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, because again, you didn't think it was I didn't a big think thing, a and you're like, thing. wait, now that I have it, I like it. Yeah, and then I was just like, I like being with someone who likes me and shows me that they like me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree. hanging out with me and holding my hand. <laughs> you're like, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. In all caps, I wrote, I want PDA, bitch. LOL, no one ever wants to. It's rude, the fuck. And <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that sentence. I think overall, like, that's something that I realized is kind of a deal breaker for me. Not PDA in public, public. Like, I don't mind, like, not holding hands on the street all the time. And, like, in restaurants and stuff, like, I'm fine with being more platonic in those settings. Mm -hmm. Both because I guess I don't really care that much. And also because I understand that, like, dating women comes with different baggage and whatever I'm willing to be more receptive to that but I think like around friends and stuff and like just in the comfort of my own home like that's really important to me to have some PDA because yeah yeah, for me it's the same as with you where I'm like I definitely associate not wanting to physically touch me with you don't want to be with me yeah you like you don't like me for some and it's just even if that's not true it's an unnecessary insecurity that like I feel like you can find someone who matches you better in that way. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, because it, like, kills me on the inside when someone's like, yeah. don't touch me right now. I'm like, what? Like, why? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, I want to. I like, that's <laughs> so rude of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, and maybe, like, if you're currently in a relationship, maybe it's good to check in with your partner and see what pda means to them yes i honestly wish that that was like an open conversation that i had had in past relationships because i feel like it's something that it's easy to like joke about be like oh gee ah, like with the other person and then kind of talk shit to your friends but it's worth talking about because if you find even if you find out that they're never willing to compromise at least you know and you can decide what you want to do going forward whereas Mm -hmm. like maybe they're actually fine with doing more PDA they just thought you didn't want to like yeah honestly like I feel like PDA is kind of one of those things that maybe people feel more reserved about they're like oh I want to do that but I don't know if they want to do that so I shouldn't like pressure them yeah to do that yeah like hug me in public yeah literally <laughs> but like if you just yeah if you just go be for like, it hey that's usually okay. been my approach my approach has usually been just shooting my shot until someone says like hey like stop doing that yeah but yeah I think it's always good to just have an open conversation yeah 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 just, just talk be to open. people about it or like for me I used to get really offended when my ex would sit on a different couch than me yeah like we were sitting down to watch tv and he would sit on a different couch you're like 
you can't just sit next I to me. I was like, why don't you want to sit with me? Yeah, I remember that being a And I just of- like, and then it's like a thing. I'm like, do you, you don't like me? Like, yeah. You want to sit with me? Yeah, heck? that's the ultimate sign that it's a love language because if they don't do it, you don't feel love. Wait, that's true. If they don't do it, you feel like they hate you. <laughs> yeah, literally. You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, oh, that's interesting. You never thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, love language wise though, as a quick fun note, I think I've discovered a new love language that I didn't have before. What was that? Which words of affirmation have always been like three or four out of five on my list. Like it's always been pretty low. Yeah. Um, but I think they're becoming more important over time. Mm. And I think it's a combination of just not like hibernating with people the second I'm with them and like basically living with them and just like being like yeah one person and so you have to like communicate in other ways besides physical touch yeah but I feel like for me that's become more important because I think in my last like relationship with Peralta um I was so like words of affirmation like I just wanted to like hype Mm. her up all the time and I was like why am I like this like I'm not like this in other relationships so I don't know if it's because it's with a girl or like what the tea is but I was so words of affirmation and then when she wasn't like that back I was like okay like something's wrong like do you hate me uh, and so I think that that might be something more important for me so to all those girls who want to date me physical I touch really some not PDA a words of affirmation person that is like my yeah. lowest love language like I don't know what to do that's so funny because I feel like okay for me words of affirmation aren't like annoying to I feel like all like types of love languages can be take like are assumed to be like super cheesy like physical touch is like sex or it's like making Mm. out in public but I feel like words of affirmation is the same I'm like I just want to I like I was like literally telling this girl like oh my god you're so pretty like I can't even handle it like oh my god I'm so obsessed with you or like like commenting on her like TikToks and being like Mm -hmm. oh my god like heart eye emojis and stuff like that and for me that was like words of affirmation yeah and like I don't mind receiving words of affirmation like I wouldn't say it's my top one but I'm like happy to be like you're so pretty and I'm like thanks but it doesn't feel organic for you to no like oh my god if I ever have to say something to someone else I'm like anxious about it I'm like I don't know you're cool (laughs) yeah it's like not yeah how I how I express how myself. you express yourself yeah so yeah I think I might express myself that way now which is well, fun because cool. I didn't think I did but I think it's because I just never knew how to compliment boys it's also just harder to compliment boys that's actually so true what do you okay. say to boys you were so handsome today <laughs> like wow. what you oh that reminds me I saw this tiktok and it's this girl being like I've had like a few guys like say to me now like you're not sexy but like you're cute and like that's better like I love how cute you are and whatnot and she's like and I just don't understand why we don't have words like that for boys because Mm -hmm. like to me they're just all ugly (laughs) (laughs) anyway so I thought the ending was funny but also I agree it's like what the hell are you supposed to say to a guy like yeah you're so adorable oh like cool style bro okay and you know what cool with guys i used to compliment them in the same way that i compliment girls but i've just found like it's more fun to compliment girls because there's more words but i used to be like oh my god you're so adorable like stop you're so cute i'd be like "Ah," and they're like no i'm like yeah i don't know okay but Um, if my current boyfriend is listening do you you send me some suggestions (laughs) for how i can compliment you 
<laughs> we're gonna craft some messages oh yeah oh my god do we have time for me to tell one story yeah we have we're at 58 minutes okay perfect i just want to tell a story about me and your boyfriend <laughs> okay is it one you've told before <laughs> no it happened just the other day oh, okay so the other morning guys i wake up mm-hmm. i roll out of bed i'm sitting on the couch drinking my protein shake and snacks and gabby emerge they awake and yeah. <laughs> i text gabby and i'm like today's the day i'm gonna slide into the first girl's dms for the first time ever yeah. you know i was like i was scared i was like i need you to help me craft a message so then snacks comes out and i'm like snacks like do you want to help me out with this and he was like <laughs> yeah and gabby's like yeah he's good with words whatever <laughs> so i make a list we're sitting in the kitchen and i make a list of like five points of like things i want to get into the message i'm like i yeah. want to say like ask her out on a date I want to like say how I found her like on TikTok I want to like xyz whatever I want to compliment her and say she's pretty or something yeah um and so once I get all my facts down I hand the phone over to snacks and I'm like all right go off mm-hmm. and like 20 minutes later I feel like it was a long time. it was a long time in the whole kitchen yeah we were like okay like read us what you have and he was like guys it's so stressful like I thought it was gonna be so easy it's not we're like what do you mean like read us and all he had was um We'll say ukulele is her name because it's in front of me. All he had was like, hi, ukulele. I think you're very pretty. And <laughs> and that was like it. And no, we were like, he, he ended up writing something that I think you wrote into your own words yeah, at some point. But it took there. him a while. And it was so funny. It was so cute watching him try to formulate this message. <laughs> and then, yeah, I had to make it gay because it wasn't gay enough. Yeah. I had to take off caps lock. Um, I had to add a bunch of Y's at the end of pretty. I had to add a lot of, you have to add a lot of letters to the end of a lot of words. Yeah. Use the shy emojis, exclamation marks. Yeah. Um, I mean, it turns out she has a girlfriend, so that was kind of an L really for me. I out into anything. But you know what? I'm really proud of myself for doing it. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Snacks for all of his dedicated effort. He's yeah. really invested in my love life, I feel. And for me, that's a really important trait in um, yeah. Gabby's significant others is they need to be invested in me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I stand by that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a joke. They need to be invested in me. Yeah, I agree. Because... Yeah pretty much the only thing I have to talk about is you so yeah and same like I'm not invested in you I don't know how they're gonna be entertained by me I know and it's funny and sometimes I think I'm like wow like if I dated a significant other who was like this close to someone like that would be so annoying yeah I agree (laughs) I'm like no like we're low-key a package deal yeah like you need to be really invested in my roommate like on the on a first date, I'm like telling someone, I'm like, yeah. So then Gabby moved from Florida. To- <laughs> They're like, okay. I'm like, and then we met on the first day of school, and her jeans were so cute. I know, I know, it's true. But yeah. you know, I just think of it like a family member. Like if someone lived with their family and talked about them all the time, like that wouldn't be weird. Exactly. It is know. just like the person you live with, like that you do all your activities with like eventually your significant other is going to need to know every aspect of their life yeah 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 so So, I don't know and that's like also you know a symptom of quarantine is that (laughs) like what else am I going to talk about I'm like all we're doing is like living vicariously through each other I'm like I don't have like work updates I don't have like you're living through my single life I'm living through your couple life yeah that's so, pretty much it. Yeah. Everything else we do together. I don't know. Luckily, he's pretty invested in it. So Yeah, it's really nice. He's my go-to hype man. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thanks for tuning in yeah. to today's episode of Hot Google Podcast. 
Um, if you have strong feelings about PDA, let, uh, us, let know. us know. And if you think we are extremely wrong about anything that we said today, I'd be curious to hear. Yeah, what is your opinion? Yeah. Um, and once again, if you or anyone you know is interested in dating me. Oh, yeah. DM me on Instagram. My DMs are yeah. always open. Yeah. And I will get to you. Okay. And yes, I would probably like to go on What a date would you me. say like your ideal female type is? Because I feel like we had kind of hashed out your like. We really male had hashed type. out my male type. Yeah. Um, my male type was unrealistic. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was my ideal type. Um, but like if we're talking like aesthetic, just so okay, people yeah. know kind of like who you're envisioning. So aesthetically, I'm feeling fairly flexible. Um, but ideally, it's a range from someone who dresses very similar to me and has the same vibe to someone who dresses like a really trendy skater boy who has his shit together, but it's a girl. Okay, so not a scary skater boy. Not girl. a scary skater boy, but like someone who's like cool. Um, I think that people with tattoos is cool. Um, yeah. People that are like very emotionally mature, I'm into that. Yeah. Um, and people that live, I would say, please live in Toronto. The last person I did live in Scarborough and like, it was sustainable, so it was like but it was also a little far. Like that $40 Uber ride started to really add well, up. if they have a car. If they have a car, then I don't care as long GTA. as you're willing to come downtown. Um, some other things. Yeah, I think that's kind of the base level. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm feeling pretty open to anyone. I mean, obviously, no, like, super, like, Trump-supporting, you know, like... I would say if you're very passionate about any religion to the point where you can't date someone who's not, I wouldn't. I'm not, like, super anti-religion, but, like, if you're super passionate about it, yeah, I don't want to interfere with that. Um, and, oh, I'm, like, vegetarian and, like, try to eat vegan, so if that's, like, a big deal breaker for you, that's cool, but I'm not going to make you go vegan. Don't worry. It's fine. You can eat meat in front of me. <laughs> And I have a cat, so you can't be allergic. Oh, and yeah, Gabby that, has a dog, a so you can't be allergic. Breaker. Yeah, yeah, because the last person I was seeing was also allergic to cats, and that kind of was a thing. That's an issue. Yeah, so anyways, if you feel like you check those boxes or you know someone who does, DM me. Alrighty. So stay tuned for next week and if Emma has a new girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> bye. All right, bye, guys. <laughs>